The Courageous Coaching Podcast is hosted by Sophia Antoine, a certified life coach supporting women in their efforts to improve their self-esteem. Today, we're talking about life, relationships, and everything in between. Take it away, Sophia. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Courageous Coaching Podcast. As you know, I am Sophia Anton. I'm your certified life and relationship coach. With me today, I have the stupendous, amazing, and always effervescent Shaniqua Cannon. And you know what? I've talked enough already because I know y'all don't come here to just listen to me. Y'all come to listen to my guests. So, sis, go ahead and take it away. Thanks for having me, Miss Sophia Antoine. Um, as she has said, yes, my name is Shaniqua Cannon, and I am basically a confident coach. So one of the ways that I got confidence, though, was from my stepfather. And since this is the Father's Day episode, I'm definitely going to talk about him. Unfortunately, whatever happened between my mother and my biological father, it left me being raised by my mother. Um, and my stepfather actually stepped in when I was just one years old. So to me, my whole life, he's been dad or daddy or whatever. Um, I call him in the moment and he has really shown me what it means to be a man. He is totally about family. He is a hard worker. He is dependable and he was one of the pushers of education and going after things that you desired. And so um, even though I had trouble with my mother a lot of the times, unfortunately, that seems to be a case with a lot of girls and their moms growing up through teenage years. My stepfather, he was steadfast and he was always there. He fostered my love of reading. Um, my mother has a story that when I was in second grade, I came home bawling my eyes out because I could not read like the other children. This was my first year in that school and they were reading just fine. And what happened was they started taking me to the library. More specifically, my stepfather started taking me to the library. And this was a super patient, kind, amazing uh, man because I would, try to sound words out and he would correct me if he could correct me. He's from South Carolina. So there's some things that oh, he yeah. pronounce correctly. <laughs> yeah, like no, he's no, old school. <laughs> like for instance, one of the words that tickles me is filthy is the word, but he always said filthy. So I'm like, oh. okay, I'm not saying that one. <laughs> um, but I remember uh, being in the car driving somewhere and there was this huge word on the billboard and I sounded it out. This this is a very strong memory. I sounded it out determined because mm -hmm. that's what looks like it made sense. And he was like, that's determined. Just like you. And I was like, Aww, wow. That's so like, sweet. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, and it's those small nuggets that you don't realize make such a huge Absolutely. impact. Um like my, my memory of my, of my childhood was really strong with his presence um, from taking me, like I said, to the library where I would carry armload, like 20 books, because that's what the max was. Every single week I would check out 20 books and he would take me every single week to get these books. And then I had 
three, three younger siblings, you know, one came when I was 12. And um, every Wednesday, he would take us, uh, it was his day off, so he would take us to go get ice cream. And so we could rely on going to Scoops every single Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And this guy, you know, he was a high school athlete, a wrestler, a baseball player, a tennis player. Like, there's nothing he could not do. Of course. And as he got older, <laughs> as he got older, he tried everything. Like, he became a champion at bowling. Like, he was just, he used to compete with us with Mario. <laughs> like, it was really, really, really bad. Yeah, he was super competitive. Awesome. Um, but he was really fun. And then he would take us to, you know, I didn't become Serena or Venus or anything, but he would take us to go play tennis. And again, so patient. And I can't, I can't remember a single disparaging word from my childhood coming from that man. And he always referred to me as his daughter, even today. And, and it's just one of those things that so small, but it's so large of, of a thing. So that, that was my stepfather. And if anybody out there um, has to go through this single parenthood thing, this is where I kind of feel like I messed up as a single mom. Mm-hmm. Is that um, I was, you know, I allowed this world to uh, jade my thinking. And so I wanted to protect my children from all the nasty things in the world. But what I have come to understand is that sometimes when we do these protection things, we're actually imprisoning, you know, like our protection becomes our prison. And so for like 12 years, I did not date as a single mom. And I feel like I robbed my children of that chance to have what I had. Uh, of a man who was willing to fill the gap for somebody who, for whatever reason, decided not to be there. Right. And um, so I would definitely say, especially to your single parent listeners, don't close yourself off um, to the vulnerability of love. You know, if, if it's something that's God-led, it is not going to be perverse. It is not going to be um, something that tears your family apart or tears your family down. If anything, it could be something that strengthens the confidence of a child because that's what happened to me. I, I got to move and navigate confidently through life, even through the things that um, I encountered in my later teenage years. I still have those early memories of this is what a man is, and yeah. a man is not somebody who hurts you, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, he, he was my first... Um, well, he and my grandfather uh, were were my real examples of what love was, you know. And um, and even though I made mistakes, those mistakes I knew weren't permanent because they were not like my father and my grandfather. So I'm not staying with you. <laughs> you know, you're just a mistake right now. <laughs> you're just Mr. Right Now. Yeah, you're just all right now. But when I when I decide that I'm going for forever here's the list of qualities that you must have. Oh. And one of them at, that, at the forefront is to be a family man like my, my father, my stepfather, whatever, my father. So let me ask you, um, going back to, to childhood, did your, your bio dad, did he ever come back? Were you, 
how was that dynamic? Um, I honestly don't know what took place between uh, my mother and him. Mm -hmm. So I, I have no idea. And as far as I know, he never attempted. Um, okay. But when I was 16, I was a, you know, a hormonal kid, super depressed. And um, I felt unloved because my real father wasn't there. Right. You know, you hold on to that one thinking, why don't you love me? Mm -hmm. And um, and then I was having issues with my mother. And so when I was 16, I committed suicide. I don't really want to say it was a, an attempt because I actually did it. It's just God had other plans. And so um, then my mother reached out to my real biological father and said, and somehow we got to talking, mm -hmm. but he just, he just did not have what my stepfather had as far as qualities. Wow. He was a shyster, fast talker. I think he got caught up in the 80s, the drug thing and all that right. stuff. So, yeah. Okay. Well, I, well, I'm glad you didn't fully succeed because you wouldn't be here to impart this wisdom to us today. Yeah. So thank God for that. But I'm, I'm just also glad because not everybody has that great stepfather experience. I right. can say that I did not. Because yeah. I was one where I reached out and it was met with a turned back. So it's like I, I wanted him to be there. I wanted him to be um, present in my life and it wasn't. So you, my dear, you were blessed. So and you, Absolutely. So your, your, your father is what I'm going to refer to him as. He's still with us today, right? Is he still with us? I'm sorry. If you can say that again, it cut out for me. It's okay. Is he still with us? Absolutely. He okay. just celebrated this January his 64th birthday. Oh, oh, he, he doesn't look it. <laughs> yeah, he good and young. He, he, he a little spring chicken running around. So, mm. so you said you didn't have um, a relationship for 12 years. Did he step in for your children? Yes, actually, he did. Um, with my oldest, especially because uh, my oldest actually was the product of me getting raped right after the suicide. It's, it's a crazy life. Um, but he, he really did. He stepped in with my oldest son, especially. And to this day, like both my sons, they call him dad. And, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That that's amazing because um, well I don't I ask because it's a logical question but I kind of knew that he would yeah <laughs> <laughs> because he's he's just that type of guy like I can't imagine him doing anything else and he was so loving and caring to you and I like the fact that you've already provided the listeners and telling them don't hold back if you know you're sheltering your kids from someone else when you know you could have this long lasting relationship on your hands or that you're you're turning it away simply because you're afraid so right. um that's crazy to me just to, um 12 whole years though you know i mean i had i had so i had some mr right thens <laughs> okay so, okay no, no one who made it past uh my front door let's put it that way okay, gotcha, um gotcha okay but like even seeing him with my, I, I'm a do-over mom. Um, 14 years after I had my baby, I got a set of twins. And one of the pictures that I have of him, of, of my stepfather, 
with them is like, you know, men are generally scared of babies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they don't like to pick them up when they're tiny. Mm-hmm. But he he dove right in and, right and yes, he cradled <laughs> them and fed them. The only thing he didn't do was change because they were like, yeah, go to your mom. Right. <laughs> For obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah. He was just not into that part. That you know, the the only thing I could ever complain about him was his very fixed gender roles. Like he was really okay. fixed on that. He's like, women do this, guys do this, you know. But um he didn't actually force that on us. Right. You know, that type of deal. And so he wasn't one of those super sexist guys where we learned that kind of stuff it was just you could see that there were clear roles between him and my mother and that kind of thing but other than that no you know he was always curious about technology you know there was this thing called web tv i bought it for him one day one christmas like i never had a problem buying things for him i bought him a car well paid for his down payment and um he, he was all about technology. So he's on web TV learning that. Now he's on his iPhone. <laughs> like, he is not your typical 64-year-old. Like, he, no. he, he's a young one. I remember um, in the kitchen one time, he, he was, like, bopping and dancing and singing. I'm like, what are you singing? And he's like, no diggity. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> no, we that for us young people. Yeah. Awesome. So you did mention that you had siblings. Were the siblings his children? Yes. Um, my mother, like I said, she married him when I was about one and a half. And then, so I got three siblings from that. And they're fairly successful as well. Like, um, I would say some of the most successful of our generation. Okay. No, yeah. I'm just he was a big supporter. Was, I'm sorry. Like, there was never really ever any differentiation between you and them definitely not no that's amazing no that's amazing because like, you don't often find that right and in a way and you know with myself i've gotten to be a little bit closed <laughs> um and and guarded about some things and i look for things um pro- mostly because of my relationship with my mom but he he was never different mm. never different um there was never any different treatment it was always my daughters, you know, and that kind of thing. And I really appreciate it. Awesome. I'm, I'm glad that he was there for you because since meeting you on, on Periscope and on Facebook, <laughs> I've been watching you move. And hey. I, can, <laughs> I can honestly say that I am impressed. I, so I he, appreciate that. You no, know, he did really, he raised a woman of substance. So I commend him for that. Yes. Because yeah. he could have made what was, had the potential to be a bad situation worse. Yes, so. especially because statistically, you know, a single mom, because my mom, that was the 70s. I was born mm-hmm. in 79 when she had me by herself. So it could have, it could have been something else, you know, and right. then in the 80s, you definitely had those very strong gender roles and who really took on stepchildren and right exactly i mean literally she had the potential to be shunned and you know move away to outside the village or whatever it is where she lived or the city or whatever just to raise you by herself and you know a plethora of different things could have happened to you but i am so glad that he had the wherewithal to just step up and be the man that god made him to be yeah so yeah 
I know that you are also an entrepreneur. Absolutely. <laughs> and um, what do you have going on? Because I know I have a few books in me, and I, I know you do something along the lines with that. Let's expound on that a little bit. Yes, right now, actually, and you are part of it. Um, I'm doing the Walking in Authority uh, Writers Boot Camp. It's a, it's a complete program where we will be going from idea to implementation as well as from mind to market. So I'm going to give you touch on all those bases so that you have a comprehensive program um, for writing your own book. And it's not a book about being selfish. It's a book about actually helping. I believe in struggling the three eyes, income, of course, impact and influence. So those three, when they, when they work together, that actually speaks to the core of you. You can't miss right. on that type of note. And then also, as I said, I'm a, a confidence coach, more of a consultant. Um, I help you bring out that fire that's really within you and um, uncover your power. You know, nobody can teach you to be you. Right. And you have to learn how to respect you, who you really are. And on top of that, I'm a screenwriter, so. Okay. Yeah. But that reading came through. <laughs> I'm a writer. <laughs> I come through library books 20 at a time. Yes. But listen, confidence coach and suicide. What how did that what what's the correlation there? Because I'm I'm like confidence coach and what please, I'm listening. Well, I mean, like I said, that suicide attempt and I, I will say that happened at 16, but I did feel it again when I, I fumbled and I messed up and found myself pregnant again at 19, this time a choice of my own, um, though still stemming from what happened to me. You know, I, I tried to walk in front of a bus with that because I'm like, I'm messing up, like what's going on? Um, so I know what it's like to not believe in the gifts you were given, no matter how, how bright the vision might've been when you've gotten it. Right. Um, but you allow the world to dump on you and then you ingest and regurgitate the same words that people give you. Oh yeah. And so it's no longer anyone telling you mm -hmm. that you're, you're no good. You're now going, I'm, I'm not good. I, I deserve this life that I have right now because I'm no good. I'm not enough. And, um, this entrepreneurial journey, I'm going to tell you, that's some serious therapy. Um, it is not anybody. one to think apart. It, it, it surely is not. Woo! You have to stare at yourself because yeah. it's nothing but yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and so if there's anybody out there who's looking to do entrepreneurship, I suggest, especially if you're in a workplace, that you utilize your insurance and start going to therapy early so you can deal with the things. I'm not even joking. Like, no. right. <laughs> I because it's like, dang, why didn't I think of that? It's like, yeah. You're the courageous coach, you know? And so you know how, how much courage it takes to, mm -hmm. to go to somebody and lay out, look, this is my mess. Help me, help me figure this out. Mm -hmm. And I suggest you do it that way before mm -hmm. it gets expensive on the other end, you know, because we end up being our own, our own wall, our own blocks. And, trying to hurdle over those things without the tools, like it, it's, a, it's a long process. It's not that it can't be done, but it's a long process. And so as a confidence coach, um, the reason I landed on that one is I had to take a real good look at myself and go, what do people get from me? 
you know, I've talked a friend into releasing her book, even though she was nervous about it. And I, and I was telling her, this is a great story. I've talked another friend into going after her business. I talked another one into marrying her experience with her expertise and, and going also with it about passion. I know people have some bad words about passion these days, but passion is still something that um, is very useful. Right. And so, especially if it's a passion that's connected to your purpose, not mm -hmm. just, you know, not just passion, because you, that, that could be your Mr. Right Now as far as business. Exactly. <laughs> but when it's directed properly. Yeah, yeah. So when I talk, and, you know, I had a friend who took me out to breakfast and she talked to me for four hours. Like we actually ended up with lunch and, um, and I gave her a complete plan of everything. And so I thought it was a business coach. Cause I'm like, I can tell you, tell you how to do that. But that wasn't what people wanted from me. What they, what I, when I looked at it, what they wanted from me was permission to believe in themselves mm. and permission to believe in their gift and permission to say, this is what God told me or my universe or my higher power, whatever they say. Um, this is what's in me. And so when I talk to them, I'm basically saying, listen to that. Right. And it's amazing. I didn't think there was a market for it, but it seriously is because people really, I mean, like you said, some of us have gone through some really terrible childhood and the thing that, the things that happened in those, those formative years, they haunt us. Yeah. Um, and so I pretty much say, go for it, you know? Like, go for it. Now, I know how to tell people to do it a little bit more um, intentionally. Like, mm -hmm. that's what it's about, intentional coaching. Uh, go for it, but use it, use this to do that. You know, right. that type of deal. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and to be confident, you know. Um, confidence is sexy, but confidence also makes you money. Uh, it sure does. <laughs> yes. A lot of it if you do it right. Some of the best speakers make the most money. They don't necessarily have the stuff to truly back it up. So, yeah. Awesome. So where can we find you? What, what's the link to connect with you? Um, when is the boot camp starting? Run down the details so um, we can know. Okay. Well, um, everywhere in social media land at Shaniqua C TV. Um, that's S-H-A-N-E-E-Q-U-A-C-T-V. Um, my website is also Shaniqua Cannon, C-A-N-N-O-N dot TV. And right now the boot camp is closed. Um, but, okay. Okay. <laughs> but it, it will, it will open up as a Christmas gift to yourself back in, in December. Okay. So is there a waiting list that people can get on so they will be alerted when it opens? Is that on, as soon as we go to your yes. homepage, we'll find it there? Well, they can actually just join the group and, okay. um, and they'll stay in a waiting list there. So the group is awesome. bit.ly forward slash walking in authority. And that's a long one, <laughs> but that's a capital W A L K I N G capital I N capital A capital U capital T capital H capital O capital R lowercase I T Y. So walking in authority. Gotcha. Awesome. Well, I will definitely be there. I'm already in yeah. the group. Yes, so, um, that's right. Because one thing about it is most people have a book inside of them, but yes. they tend to dismiss their experiences and think that nobody wants to hear about it. 
that's exactly it. One of our exercises is actually to go through our experiences, our knowledge and all that stuff. And once we do that, look at it and, mm -hmm. and see how awesome we really are and what we can pull from it. And what I have found is exactly what you just said. A lot of people disregard what they've mm -hmm. been through going, other people have been through that. Well, guess what? Other people are going to keep going through that. How do you move forward? And that's what they want to read. Exactly. That's what they want to know. Exactly. And I think not only that, I think that they have, people have just been so conditioned to be like, you have to get through this. You have to do it. And it's nothing if you do, because you just have to. I'm, it's the, I'm strong because I have to be. And not that you're anything magnificent for doing so. Everybody in the whole world who has challenges and who makes it from day to day, they need to be applauded. They need to be con commended because it could have took you out. And honestly, that's exactly the answer I gave. When people found out that I was raped when I was 16, I had a son from it at 17, uh, the first day of my senior year, um, and that I you know, had another kid by the time I was 19, and that I graduated from college still, and I went on and got my master's, and I became a teacher. Mm -hmm. People kept going, well, how did you do that? How did you do that? And I just said, because I had to. Right. And you know, as women, a lot of the things that we go through is because we have, we have right. to, mm -hmm. like we have to keep moving. Right. Um, but when I, when I did my own exercises and I look back, I went, you know what? <laughs> I know that's a girl. <laughs> there were some steps to this. Mm -hmm. You had the revelation. I, you have to, because I was like, girl, that's wonderful. And yeah. I think a lot of it is that we don't give each other enough compliments. We just... I don't know if it's fear or if it's thinking that someone else is going to be thought of as better than us, but we don't give enough compliments for succeeding. So what, okay, I don't, I don't have a master's. I'm just going to tell you. I it don't. is both of those things. It is. But, it's, it's definitely both of those things. But I am so not intimidated that you do. I'm happy for you that you do because somebody has to go get it. <laughs> I'm school at 40 no ma'am so thank I'm you going after my doctorate oh see there yeah at, at some point when i can get rid of these student loans i'm going after my doctorate i promised that nine-year-old me that i was going to get it so I'm, I'm getting that and that's okay and i will support you every step of the way but that's not right for me and it's okay right. and it's, right. it's no. wonderful that you're going to be dr cannon or, yes. <laughs> or Dr. Mrs. Whoever, so-and-so, we, we just going to call that into the um, mm -hmm. station because Mr. Wright is coming. But it's not for me, and that's okay, and I love you anyway because I want to support you in anything that you do. And I just think there's such a lack of, of that support. And this is so far off topic of Father's Day, guys, if you're still listening. <laughs> but this is what happens. Is it? <laughs> well women get together that's what happens we are just talking about some real stuff so y'all yes. hold on yes. holding on yes. but still I'm, I'm just happy for you i'm glad you're here and i look forward to great and awesome things from you and see um that's one more thing to bring it back to father's day is my stepfather he never got his college degree um he was somebody who followed his friends. He was doing something different. He got like a scholarship to go to school and he never finished. And mm -hmm. now he, he felt like he was not young enough to go back 
to finish. And so that's one of, I guess, his regrets. But all of his children, every single last one of us, have at least our bachelor's degree because awesome. he was always pushing that, always pushing that. Um, and that's, that's exactly what we need to do is, is exactly what you said, is celebrate. And at the same time, if we disagree with the stuff that's being said out there, than to use our own voice in a speak up. Absolutely. Um, and honestly, I think that's where people's books and their stories lie because if something doesn't sit right with you, like mm -hmm. for instance, the book that I did end up writing, um, of giving yourself permission, one of the reasons I wrote it, one was because people kept asking, how did I get over the rape? And I'm like, there's no getting over. There's just right. working through. Um, but people, you know, the, the, information that they gave was uh don't wear this skirt don't go here don't do that and then finally i wrote this book like okay i don't have time for don't do because it mm -hmm. happens at the, at the rate that it happens the statistics are disgustingly terrible and so my my piece of advice is here's how you can work through it and get your power back um, and that's what people don't talk about. They only tell you how to avoid it, but there's no avoiding what somebody else has planned to do to you. So, right. so you got to learn how to use your voice. And again, be confident and go confidently after your dreams and, and after what you know was there for you. And one of the things that my dad always tells me is that he always saw like major things in me. And even when we don't see it ourselves, um, and I definitely didn't, honestly, up until like this year, I, I would, would be fake humble. And right. that's another thing that we do is mm -hmm. um, we don't allow ourselves to feel good about what our gifts are. Absolutely. And if you feel like they're God-given gifts, then you say, thank you. You're right. like, mm, it's just, you know, because God is like looking in the background like, girl, that ain't no just. I gave that to you. And you know, I totally dislike that. I loathe the word just. Yes. Yes. I'm just a stay-at-home mom. I am just this. I am just that. Baby. There is no such thing as just a stay-at-home mom because right. I can't do it. Listen, listen, I wanted to, but then it's like, uh-uh. It's okay. I tried. <laughs> I'm not built for that. No. no. I'll be at work at home, mom, while they're at school. Like, fulfill my day yeah it's yeah. not even for me it's not even just about feeling it's just about <laughs> filling the day but it's letting me use my brain in a different way exactly. cleaning is not my my thing i don't like it at all like i i i if if um past lives really existed i was a queen in a former life <laughs> <laughs> I had people who did this for me. Exactly. So, and, I, and I'm carrying that over that epigenetic stuff, but um, genetic stuff. But we we don't we don't celebrate ourselves. And no. I finally, and, and I think that's where you found me on that post um, about the book program was like I finally oh look I know a lot of stuff. Like mm -hmm. I heard from show, but I know a lot of stuff, and I've got to own that, and I've got to start sharing it, and. I'm sure a lot of your listeners out there are the same way that they know a lot yeah. and they need to share it. Like a stay at home mom knows a heck of a lot more than I do. Yes. Yeah, she, she needs to start sharing it, you yeah. know? Yeah. 
that is true. But and you're the perfect person to pull it out of them, I must say, because um, I. Appreciate I no, it, it's really true. It's because every time I see you live stream, it's like, I got to get with her. I got to get with her. And it doesn't hurt that, that you're from South Florida as well. Miami. <laughs> that doesn't hurt. So when you come to town, please, please, please let me know. I will do. Because, yeah, we, got, we, we need a face-to-face. We need some FaceTime. But um, yeah, I, I feel like I need to hug you. <laughs> right? that, that, that's what it is. It's like, we, girl, we going to be crying and snotting it up when you come. So just be at least the first day. At least the first day. Okay. So okay. I'm, I'm saying you're going to come for a little while. We're going to be sister cousins by the time you leave. Hey. But, um, definitely, I'm, I'm so glad you're here. And I hope anybody listening, please, if you've not done anything I've asked before, Go to the link, bit.ly slash capital W-A-L-K-I-N-G, capital I-N, capital A, capital U, capital T, capital H, capital O, capital R-I-T-Y. There is a book in you, and Shaniqua is the one to pull it out. You've heard her story. You hear the way she speaks. You hear her confidence. I'm sure you hear exuding through whatever device you're listening on because you can't help but to hear it. And if you don't already follow her on um, Periscope or Facebook, go follow her and just check her out. Watch her move because this woman moves awesomely and she moves with integrity. So again, Shaniqua, I thank you for being here. I am humbled that you accepted my invitation and I hope you I thank you for the invite. You're welcome, my dear. Anything for a fellow South Floridian. That's right. Three or five. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anything, any parting words you want to leave the guests with? I mean, the audience with? Um, I'm always about life. L-Y-F. Love yourself first before you do anything else. Awesome. Those are great parting words. So thank you guys for listening, and I will catch you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Courageous Coaching Podcast. Feel free to call in with comments and questions anytime. The number is 786-749-TLAK. That's 786-749-8255. Call us and let us know what is on your mind. Until we meet again, be courageous.